Can I say we'll give it up? Betsy Gales. <gasps> Are we? Hi. Hi. Brian, thanks for, thanks for having me slash us. No, yes. I've been waiting. John Rahouse. <laughs> Hi, how are you doing? What a pleasure. Thank you very you. much. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's a pleasure to be here. I'd like to start with early musical memories. Just maybe there was a record uh, that really inspired you um, coming up and, and maybe, you know, the dynamic of having siblings and what they were listening to and, and, and what your parents were listening to and, and, and when kind of music kind of became important. Mm. Let's start with you, Betsy. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Or wow. should I start with John? Although, yeah, John, John's oh, used to this. Yeah. <laughs> we're back in the 30s. <laughs> no. Um, the, one of the ones that I wrote just when you said that clicked off the top of my head years and years ago when uh, Chewy's was under the uh, underneath um, um, oh wow! See, I'm gonna forget. Really good drummer, kind of a Tashiwa. No, <laughs> he's a good drummer, but he ain't this old. Um, Buddy Rich, his oh. band, his band was playing down there, and I was way what? too yeah, I was way too young to get in there. It was like I was 12 or something. Or Buddy whatever. Rich, mm-hmm, the Buddy Rich like combo or whatever Damn. it was. So I sat outside and just listened to him uh, play, and it was unbelievably awesome so it instantly made me like a good drummers and be um a uh, uh you know swing bands and okay horn bands and stuff okay. like that yeah so other other bands in that in that ilk that that really spoke to you besides buddy rich i mean buddy rich is yeah cat, yeah yeah right? no i know but, it, but yeah they did um i you know the uh, I sound like an idiot. Uh, Glenn Miller, definitely. Okay. Uh, yeah, those yeah. bands. And, okay. You know, that, big that was swing. all. Yeah, big swing. And that stuff was all really accessible at my house. So, but I I just happened to know he was playing there. And I was way too, I think I was 12 or something, 12 no or 13. Kidding. And I, so yeah, so I went down there. And Matt was back when that area of town in Tempe was kind of sketchy. And um, so I just sat outside and listened. And yeah. it, was, it was awesome. It was yeah. really cool. Yeah. Betsy? Um, formative years. I mean, first first time I think I heard, my parents weren't music people. Uh-huh. They didn't really listen to records very much, but they did have a Carpenter's record. So oh I heard Karen Carpenter's voice, and that was kind of tr- transformative for me. I had mm. never heard that kind of sound, that kind of female voice. And right. So uh, I would say that was like my first female vocalist that kind of made an impression and don't be afraid. Get get right up on this microphone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, but I, I also remember hearing "Spill the Wine," "Spill the mm-hmm, Wine" by mm-hmm. you know when we were when it was hot, and we didn't have air conditioning in the station mm-hmm. wagon, mm-hmm. and the windows were down, and the vinyl was really you know hot and hot sticky. And sticky. You were playing vinyl in no, your no, car. No, the vinyl on the, the seat. vinyl in the seat. <laughs> oh, got you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yes, but I mean, Sorry. you know, with the spoken word and the, you know, that was such a trippy yeah. song. I was like, wow, that is yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. And then rolled into the Steely Dan oh. and um, Crosby, Stills and Nash, which is there. Yeah. And the the harmonies, I was always drawn to harmonies. Uh, yeah. But yeah, um, I'd say that was, those yeah. were my first impressions. I did sing a lot as a tiny person and uh, wrote a song when I was like six, but and, but that was like you know, and and, and, and siblings that, that that made music or or no, but there's zero music in my family. Yeah, no music. Yeah, okay. yeah. So just it came out of somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I did take guitar lessons as a middle schooler, and then okay. dropped it for 
35 years. Mm -hmm. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And where are you from, Betsy? Uh, I was born in Traverse City, Michigan, and raised in upstate New York till I was about nine, and then Arizona from there. John. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, tons of music. My mom and dad met in the choir, in the church choir. My dad was oh. a trombone player, played in the uh, town band. And so I got some great photos of him standing there with his trombone in front of like a Model A or something. You know? Wait, so so where is this? Is this in... That was in Ohio. Oh, no. okay. Yeah, my parents were from... I was born here. Okay. I'm a native of Arizona, but they were in Ohio, like Youngstown or something like that. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then... Um, my my oldest sister. I'm the youngest of five, and um, a, a group. Uh, you know, my mom and dad had a kids like when you regularly would, and then right. they had kids later. Right. So my mom and dad were a lot older, but uh, uh, my brother, who is a you know 15 years older than me, he went to uh, ASU, uh, the music school, and he majored in pipe organ, and uh, he. Yeah, I know. So we had this. <laughs> amazing con organ in the house wow. that like whenever my parents would leave my brother would go nuts you know and uh, i'm sorry 15 years older yeah yeah he was 15 years old. all right so yeah. he's still alive he's it's, still... it's another generation though right mm -hmm. but yeah. like the music that you were into was not necessarily the music that no but that's just in. the music that was around i mean he he would play Bach and all that stuff, the oh, wow. organ stuff, okay. as rehearsing and, and, and things like that. He played the first scene recital that Gamage had after it was open. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but uh, for me, you know, I, I did all the, I saw the Beatles on Sullivan and, you know, my sister made us watch all that stuff. You know, it's like, uh, I was, you know, young enough to like, yeah, this is cool, but it was my sister like, we're watching this tonight. <laughs> yeah. And we're, yeah. Oh, all right. You know, yeah. And, uh, you know, all the hits from those days, the Beach Boys and all that stuff. I was influenced by a lot of that. So, so watching the Beatles, like, didn't have, like, a huge effect on you, or it did, or... Like... It was just part of the landscape. Yeah. Um, for yeah. me, it wasn't, you know, I mean, I was young enough to not, like, have this craziness about it. My sister did. Uh, and uh, right, right. But, right. like, you know, the first Beatles record I remember getting, it was, uh, like... Uh, my sister sent away with like cereal box tops and got a, it was, it was like a, you know, those plastic disc playing things or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah, yeah. kind of rubbery, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it had four Beatles tunes on it, two on each side. And wow. I couldn't tell you what they were, but, uh, there was some sort of special deal they struck with, you know, Kellogg's or whoever. Right. And, uh, yeah. So we wore that out and I, the, as a kid, I had a brother who was 11 months older than me and. And he liked the Beatles, and so when we were really younger, we before we go on school, he would he would he would put that on, and he'd just sing it top of his lungs. So I would sing the harmony part. I would start to learn the harmony part to all that stuff. So this is this is one thing that fascinates me is the influence of siblings on your musicality. Oh and, sure, and, and how you hear harmony, melody, or even what you're into. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you grow up with other siblings who sing, mm -hmm. you start yeah. to harmonize. Yeah, naturally. That was exactly what I did. Yeah. yeah, and and we fought all the time, you know. But of it was course. still that's something we didn't fight about. We just, right. you know, and I was at the beginning of a lot of this stuff. I mean, we we uh, I'm 64, so you know the uh, my uh, me and my brother pooled our our uh, um, allowance <laughs> and went to Smitty's. 
and got the first Led Zeppelin record when it oh. came out simply because of what it looked like. Uh-huh. And when we put it on, we were like, oh my God, this is the greatest <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> you know, Yeah. And that so, record crushes. Oh, yeah. Still to this and, day. Uh, to, oh, sorry. And no, to sorry. Uh, influence me, I believe it did have an instrumental on it, too, I think. And that's I play instrumentals all the time. So. Yeah. Uh, Betsy. Yeah. <laughs> this is confusing. I know. I know. <laughs> no, I love this. This is this is wonderful. Um, Betsy, tell me if there was a record that your parents played that you didn't like, that you that you didn't connect with, and then you were like, "This is my music." Well, it just it felt alien to me. They had it way in the back. Remember Mitch Miller? Oh, I was going to say the same thing. Sing along with Mitch. I think, and they had probably inherited it from their parents. Yeah. I mean, it just there was no mute, like there was no real. I mean, that's folk music, I guess. Yeah, but it was, it was a just... it was a TV show that a guy did, and they did the follow the bouncing ball. So it was uh-huh. like, oh, uh-huh. I didn't see that. Yeah, no, that... I, no, I was just talking about the, the record, <laughs> yeah. Well, they they put the out album. records okay. too, but that's what it was. Okay, yeah, like, yeah. So we so would just, watch yeah. that TV show, and everybody sing, yeah. and it's so. Um, Non-hip, right? Yeah, well, yeah, it, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, but it doesn't sound hip to me. No, it, yeah, it wasn't. I, I couldn't kind of. I was. Like, it wasn't at all. Is, yeah, you know, I that's didn't, weird. I didn't you understand. had that same. Yeah. All right, so that was music that you did not connect with. Well, that was the only thing available, and I was like, oh, you know, this really, is nothing. Yeah. All right, so so when did you kind of come online, in the sense that this is my music, like this is this record is me. Uh, Ricky, don't lose that number. Was oh, you really speaking my language? Well, I, I mean, I you know that was That's I couldn't not. believe it. I, I you know that was like you gotta it's, be kidding me. It's hard to believe. Yeah. Because when you think about that song, yeah. Like what the f- what it what the fuck is yeah, yeah, this? Yeah, 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 yeah. It goes on forever. Yeah, yeah. You know, and but Steely Dan, I mean. You just melted my heart. Well, I mean, that, that that's my shit, you know. And I don't. And I still to this day, I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. Well, of course not. Does anyone? No. Well, I don't know. Did you read the Donald Fagan? Uh, I did. Uh, book? And you're, I yeah. did. Probably even more confused. Yes. And I'm like, well, I wish this had some insight. All right. So Ricky, don't lose that number. I would say that that I couldn't get enough of that. I could not. And and I loved spill the wine. Really, mm-hmm. spill the mm-hmm. wine was really Great good. Song. Yeah, I thought they were. There was so much happening in both yes. those songs. I was like, "This is what I. I mean, I would like to know more about. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to know more about. Yeah. All right. So now, Betsy, you're here. John, you've been here. Can you share some kind of early musical memories, just of the scene? In, in, in Tempe or mm. Phoenix, I mean... I think John has all the memories of that scene. <laughs> Every single one. <laughs> yeah. No kidding? Well, it's really weird you brought that up because I... Um, doing our, we do our podcast. And, I love your podcast, oh, by thanks, the way. Thanks. I do. I listen, yeah. I listen to every episode. Uh, well, we just... We interviewed Jesse Valenzuela today from the Jim Blossoms. Oh, no and, kidding? Um, it's just... Uh, I said one thing to him. I was like, man, do you realize what you did at that yeah. moment? When you were doing it, right. did you realize what you had done? And he's right. like, absolutely not. No We kidding? were just playing music, having fun. But, but but wasn't there a buzz? Oh, on, it was huge. Uh, on Mill Avenue? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, and, yeah. I, and I would imagine that, that A&R would be all over Mill Avenue. Well, they did. Waiting they, for the next thing. They did. They, they signed them. Um, I think somebody tried to sign Dead Hot, but he wouldn't do it. 
And Pistolero's got signed. Pistolero's got signed. Um, refreshments, which is Roger Klein, mm-hmm. yeah. got signed. Uh, one got signed. Um, that band with Jamal and Chomsey. They got signed by Mercury. A lot of people did get signed, but yeah. not all of them sounded like the Gin Blossoms. There were, it was a completely... Um, it was a great time in music. And I, at that time, I was playing in country bands. Mm. And mm. so I had a completely different um, group of uh, nonsense going on. Right. And the guys I knew, like, well, like Gary Brzezzi, and yeah. those guys ended up playing for Glenn Campbell. Uh, right. Definitely the Skaggs brothers. And, yeah. You know, so there was... And, you know, um, the a lot of the local musicians, uh, Blue, Tommy Mortensen, ended up playing for Lyle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Dan Tomlinson. Yep. Dan, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and the guys that played out at Mr. Lucky's. Right, right. It was a huge music scene here when I was a kid. And a uh, kid. Everybody's a kid now to me. But um, <laughs> when I was in my 20s. And, yeah. Uh, it was. And also the drinking age was 21, which was a boon to me. You mean 18? No. 21. Yeah. No, it was 19. 19. It was 19. Right. Yeah. Right. Drinking age was 19. So everybody out of high school oh, God. that went to college went straight to the clubs. It was I no, can't even imagine. it was insane. I bet. It was insane. Cause they were all just right out of the house. Like, oh my I can actually go to a club, <laughs> listen to music and get hammered. You know? So it was, there was, there was music in every place that had booze. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. crazy. Do you, can you share, I mean, I've heard so I've had Ray Herndon on here, uh, Todd Chuba on, yeah. on this podcast. And, and I've heard some stories off, off, uh, off the microphone about yeah. Mr. Lucky's. Do you have any? Mine was I literally had the worst fake ID in the word, world. And like the, my, <laughs> my age is like just scuffed off. Right. You know? right, right, right. And they let me in. Yeah. And I was 14 and 15 oh, years old. Oh my God. And, and watching whom? Uh, the you know it was, uh, the David Sloan yeah yeah, yeah it was yeah. The, it was yeah. the guys and every once in a while I'd I'd go downstairs and see the rock and roll guys that's funny but whoever didn't, I, you know I never knew who they were so so Mr Lucky's had two floors yes. right mm-hmm. and so the top floor was rock and roll and the bottom floor was man I country or something I, I can't remember which way it was yeah yeah, yeah. but because yeah. it was just kind of like a weird maze when you walk through the door uh-huh. it was like country's this way and you know i didn't know if i was going up or down and whatever. <laughs> that's funny yeah yeah mr lucky and i was nowhere near old enough to be in there but yeah. there were bars that would there was a place in scottsdale called uh, harvey wallbangers that i'd go in when i was 14 oh, God. and um my sister who looked you know was cute so she could get in anywhere and they'd give her the stamp and she'd really quick do that on my hand and i just walked right in no kidding yeah, it was crazy. Back in the day when Ooh, yeah. when that shit would fly, you know? It flew and <laughs> a lot of danger and a lot of bad shit happened to people. But yeah, that's that's one for a different podcast. <laughs> well, and I and I love and I love your podcast. Just just to shout it out, um, the musician's guide to everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. With Blaine Long. Yes. I mm-hmm. love it. I, I listen to it and 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 you guys have really incredible conversations with some people that I'm I'm huge fans of. Yeah. So thank you for doing that. Oh, that's okay. The thing I reason that I started, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, I'm kind of monopolizing no, this. this, no. this is, there's um, a reason for that. No, that's, that's, why, that's why I invited you. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. So you didn't have to say it. <laughs> um, the reason I, we started it because, like, there's so many misconceptions about the music business. Yeah. And also there's so many ways to make music and to make money in the music business, right. be in the music business. Uh, and so 
I was like, we got to let people like bust that weird myth about all this and yeah. let people know. So we've had, you know, I've had uh, uh, guitar techs on. I've had um, sound guys. Uh, I've know, loved it. Uh, we had Josh Canner, the guy who plays organ at uh, Boston Red Sox. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. so... It, no, it's really, it's really a, 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 a lesson, and, and and as you say, it's it's not just cats in the industry. It's it's kind of peripheral as well. Like, yeah, like yeah. Um, um, uh, Roberto Venn. Yeah, people, yeah, John you know, Reuter. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that yeah. one. Yeah, you that know, was a good one. Me and Johnny were tight, right? Well, we were probably went to Mr. Lucky's with you, right? No, no, no. <laughs> we but we no, but we were in fifth and sixth grade together you know we no were, shit yeah yeah we went to grade school together well anyway i, I encourage uh everyone uh, oh, well, to check out that podcast yeah, yeah. i'm a big fan i listen to it whenever it comes out um and and any opportunity to celebrate and expose the, the fact that there are such great musicians in this town doing really good work you yeah. know I, mm-hmm. i'm i'm a fan of that yeah so i appreciate you i mean not only for your music your musicality but that you're shining a light. Well, thanks. It's you get to a certain age. You're like, I gotta offload some of this information. <laughs> My head's getting heavy. <laughs> Betsy, um, share with me kind of your journey as a songwriter because we we share a mutual friend and and, and dear friend in Todd Shuba, and he's been telling me um, some great stories about what you guys are doing. Maybe just share how you got into songwriting and and how that journey started. Sure. Uh, I started to take guitar lessons again after 35 years. And what was the, the pause was to, to, to do what? Well, I got my real estate license. Mm -hmm. So I came, I had been working since age 14 on a lot of chaos at home, had to work a lot and uh, and went to college, had two jobs, a uh, full full um, schedule at college. What and, did you study? Uh, a general business. I just got a, a, a business administration yeah. with with upper division non business in real estate. So commercial real estate. I got okay. my license in commercial real estate. I worked for Grubb and Ellis, and I worked for banks. I was like the vice. I was a repo woman at the bank, like okay. commercial real estate that would come back from, you know. Bad, bad real estate would come back in and we'd have to figure out what the heck yeah. to do with it. And yeah. so I did that for a long time. And then I went into investment brokerage. And so I was, you know, wearing the suits mm. and, you know, having the babies and uh, yeah. And but all the while, like this burning fire inside, you know, was uh, I would sing in the car. And um, but but it started when um, my son went to um Guitar lessons, right? Mm. And so I said, "Well, I used to play." And the guy, Thomas Laufenberg. Do you know Thomas? Laufenberg? I don't know Thomas. He's a pistolero. He's oh a yeah, pistolero. Was he in? Um... <clears throat> yeah, go on. Okay. I can't remember the name. De- well, he was in Dead Hot. He's in Dead Hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also in a, a really good another band that had from that time that got signed, and I can't remember the name of the band. Okay. Uh so. I started taking guitar lessons again, and and then I started taking some singing lessons after work. You know, going in my suit uh, with Charles Lewis. I had gotten yeah. referred to yeah. Charles Lewis, sure. and he started to teach uh, me some Cole Porter songs. Yeah, you know, and uh, 
And so then there was, uh, I couldn't play jazz chords. I mean, my, I can't really no do can. the four. I can't, it's just no is very difficult. So, no, no, just so give then me the G, yeah, give me yeah, the D. Yeah. 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 There's only like seven guys who can <laughs> yeah. actually play, play those jazz chords. <laughs> God, so. yeah, I'm like, come on. Like, I got to use my pinky? Yeah, no, and I'm I sorry. can't yeah. know, but I'm it's sorry. just so I'm hard. Sorry. Yeah. It's difficult. It's, I mean, for littler hands, smaller hands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Thomas uh, said, uh, "Why don't?" He said, "What do you got?" I go, "What do you mean? What do I got?" And he goes, "Well, you got to write a song." I go, "You got to be out of your mind." I'm just trying to do like songs that I know and right. put, put it on the guitar. So that's how that started. And then I wrote, I wrote a couple songs, and I wrote five songs, and then um, met Catherine Veracoli, who had a studio in Tempe, and I couldn't find a, a pedal steel player, and she knew John. And uh, she mentioned John's name, and I was a big Nico Case fan. So okay. then I kind of like vomited in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I get that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? You know. Yeah. And uh, and that's how that started. Yeah. So that's the that's the beginning of the Sun Punchers. That is the beginning of the Sun Punchers. I started to go to open mics, but I, I had such a debilitating um, a debilitating uh, anxiety problem, uh, mm. uh, performance anxiety. Mm. And I think that's why I just waited so long to even try it. When I was 19, I did this little song at student council in front of 300 people. But that was like the, a little, like the little light that popped open and closed because uh-huh. it was too mortifying, you know. Huh. And so... So this was a um, a dare to myself and to show the children that you can uh, do the, the scariest thing in your life and try to do it. So I'd go to open mics and I, I was physically unable to play oh. uh, and I, I couldn't sit. My legs were shaking and my, my hand, I couldn't finger pick. Wow. Yeah. And then Steve Larson, we all know Steve mm-hmm. Larson. I don't know yeah. Steve Larson. Dead Hot. He was in Dead Hot. Oh. He's in uh, Roger Klein. Um, Roger Klein, yeah. Peacemakers for a long time. He, yeah. he had an open mic on... Uh, it's, it's it, the new oregano's out there on Scottsdale Road in Oak. I can't remember what it used to be called, but that's. He said, "Just keep doing it." And he goes, "Keep screwing up. Just keep showing up. You have to come here, you know, because I couldn't." He goes, "You gotta, you gotta, you got, you've, you can do it. You just have to get through whatever's happening to you." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I'm sorry, but how do you how do you reconcile the desire to create music? And the anxiety of performing it. I mean, you know, we can live. We can live in a studio. We we totally can do that, and everything's gonna be fine. Um, Steely Dan did it, you know, for a number of years. But how do we? Sure. How do you? How do you reconcile those two things? Because the music that I've heard is is incredible, and That's to be on a sta- nice. to, to to be on a stage like the Van Buren opening for you know these huge international artists how do you get yourself through that well <laughs> sorry is that is that too, no is that stacks no i just i heard a story today about the little drinks that you were watering down oh yeah i had i did have a tiny little and i think your our mutual friend calls them nippers is oh, that what yeah. it's called little nipperinos yeah. so so i had because i'm such a lightweight i <laughs> actually poured out some of the vodka and put water in it just because I thought if I had like two sips, I might be, I, it might just take 
just a yeah. tiny, yeah. tiny touch of the edge, edge off. off, but yeah. that didn't because then one of the guys we opened for, um, Sam Beam, um, yeah. Iron, Iron One, One, you know, knows John, and he's like, "Hey, how are you guys doing?" And you know, "How's everybody?" And I'm like, "Holy, <laughs> <laughs> I got to get out of here!" So then I go to the bathroom and go, "I'm a mortgage banker. Like, I they have they have made a profound mistake." And I get in there and I'm looking at the tile on the bathroom floor and uh, and I was and, and I, it was it was like kryptonite, like yeah. fear was sucking. And I was I lifted weights that day. I want I needed to feel mentally and physically strong because yeah. I knew there was going to be something that bigger than I'd ever approached uh, before. And I knew I had to be super strong in every, yeah. right. Way. In every facet. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I go, I'm in that bathroom and, and I am just like shriveling down, you know, yeah. and, and you know what happens to your voice right? and your everything when you are overwhelmed with fear, you yeah. can't play properly and you can't sing properly. And so I was, I just, I did, I said, I said, I've read every book, which I've read every book, I, you know, every about book this. about yeah. dancing with fear, facing your fear, you know, you know, having courage, trump your fear and, um, and <laughs> make then, your and fear t- afraid. Yeah. 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 And, and taking beta blockers and yeah. I took the pills and yeah. for there two years and took pills and, and I just said, I've, I've taken the pills, I've read the books <clears> and if I can't do it right now, I should really quit because Give me an effing break. Like, yeah, but, but but what what sort of terrible ultimatum are you giving yourself as a performer at that moment? I mean that that that, that that's the worst ultimatum. Uh, it, you should be allowed to take a to shit on stage. It. Yes, yeah. or, or or oh, <laughs> heaven forbid, fucking enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm sorry. Did I say that? Did, did that come out loud? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, but what it did though? But it was an exorcism that yeah. was happening, and yeah. I didn't realize it at right. the time. But it was an exorcism that was starting to happen, yeah. and so I was getting all fired up, and then I was like swearing at fear, like fear was like the devil in yeah. the bathroom with me. Right. And I said, "Fear you, f wad." Yeah. <laughs> not today. You can you can not cuss today. on this yeah. b- podcast, by the way. Not today. You can say fuck. Yeah, yeah. 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 Fear you, fuck wad. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Betsy. Say it. Yeah. Shout yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Um, I did shout it. Yeah. I did. I did. The door was shut, and the and the doors are the heavy industrial doors. Yeah. And no one could hear you. I, I, She's I like measuring the door. Yeah. Yeah. Am I screaming here? Yeah. Yeah, and I said, "Get behind me, Satan!" And yeah. you, you can't have me now. You can't have me now. And then I just was thinking. I, I focused on this pink line and this bubble of you know. I got into the freaking creative visualization place place where yeah. you have to protect yourself yeah. from you know Satan at the time, who was fear. Yeah, yeah. No, I. <laughs> so I, then I physically had a transformation. Like all of a sudden. Like I was starting to laugh. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm getting it back. I'm getting it back from you. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling mm-hmm. it come back. Hmm. You know, it was hmm. like a bizarre. It was truly. Uh, but now I know how to do it. I know how to physically change my physiology huh. with this conversation I had. Yeah. And I just was like given fear the smackdown. Finally. You yeah. you fucked fear up pretty yeah, he's Properly. he's on the floor of that he's, bathroom. Behind. He's still yeah. wincing yeah. from the beast. He's down. twitching. He's, like, <laughs> he's this is yeah. <laughs> he's the leg is kicking yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, his eyes twitching. Yeah, and that was like, I mean, and so um, went out there and don't remember much, mm. but I mm. remember every little nugget that I wanted to have happen, mm-hmm. 
happened. Mm-hmm. And John was back on pedal steel, which was re- religion. Was religion? No shit. Was well, yeah, because I've been sick, and then I broke my foot, and I couldn't play. It was my left foot, so I couldn't play steel for six. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. So I hadn't played in a while, but it was fun. It was fun, and um, Megan, who plays violin for the yes. Hunters, got to meet Andrew Bird, and that oh, was wow. oh wow, that was a really that's cool I'm sure a moment. moment. Yeah. 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 So and and you kicked ass. You did well. You kicked ass. Crowd loved it. It was great. It was one of those things, you know, you think, uh, you know, a lot of times you open for big people and you go out and there's nobody there. Right. It was packed. Yeah. And when we walked out, people were screaming and yelling. I'm yeah. like, wow, yeah, this it was normal. Re- What's yeah. going on? It yeah. Was, yeah. It was fun. It was a really good game. Was that, I mean, in, in, the, in the career of the Sun Punchers, was that the biggest show to date? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What I mean, wh- where do you love to play? Like what? Like and 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 maybe a follow up to that is like, where would you love to play? No, that's that's a great question. You know, COVID changed a lot of things for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I have been um, involved in uh, fund development for nonprofits when I switched to going to open mics. So I was kind of doing two things at once, and um, I'm now. Um, I feel like I'm a musician now. Mm-hmm. I mean. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I've been walking around going, mm-hmm. you know, this is this is uh, sure. It know. never goes away. Yeah, it it's, doesn't. It is such a defining moment, though, when you can say I'm a musician now. Yeah, when you can walk away from the other shit. Yeah, but, which is hard to do. I get that, but it, it's it's really such a defining. It's like this is me now, and it's kind of crazy. Yeah, when you think, you know, your your younger self is like, if you could tell yourself. Your younger self, yeah. This is what I'm doing now. They yeah. f- freak out. It's, yeah. it's it's incredible what we get to do. What we get to do is the best of the best. And that was a point that that I think um, I wanted to make over all of it is that we we really don't know how. I think a lot of us know how lucky we are. Not mm-hmm. everybody knows how lucky they are to make music mm-hmm. and to perform music. Um, I mean, I was in a like a beige cubicle driving a beige Camry in a gray suit, you know, selling left leftover selling re- leftover real estate. Yeah. Beige dirt. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, you just don't Yeah. I mean, and then there's no, freaking it. Ricky don't lose that number. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's right. What? Right. How do you yeah, how do you negotiate the non-color yeah. and the color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so all this is gravy. Every bit of it is gravy. Nothing is lost on me. There he sits alone in his head. Bastard child of the modern bed. But he can't conceive of a life well led. Son of a bishop, better off. Keep him 
thousand people and mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't mean to um, distill your career into a very short conversation but right. can you share with me us um, kind of how you got to to be the kind of legacy player that you are uh, yeah I well you know like back in the day when we were playing all that stuff I realize that the more instruments I would be able to play, the better I would get hired. More mm-hmm. people would hire me because I could bring more more stuff to the same. Right. And I originally started out just playing banjo, and then I started playing pedal steel, and then guitar and mandolin. And, and you started stuff. on banjo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I was playing in, a, in country in a, bands? Or? In a bluegrass band. In bluegrass, bluegrass. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, tons of fun, and I've forgotten more banjo riffs than I'll ever remember. It, <laughs> it, it, really, I put it away for a long time, and that was a dumb thing to do. It was just it was like out of favor with people. And sure. Nobody wanted to hear him and stuff. So I'm like, oh, I'll just rip on the steel. I wish I wouldn't have done that because I, I really can't remember a lot about what I knew. Yeah. But uh regardless from that, uh the uh I I was I would always say yes. Mm. People say, Hey man, you want to do it? Yeah, I'll do it. I'll mm. do it. You know, I mean I've mm. done everything for, I've played behind dancing poets, you know, like People in flowing way, robes doing poetry. And I, I'm I have a gig for you tomorrow night if you're free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> as long as you're not naked, man. I'll put a robe on. That's yeah. fine. I mean, whatever it takes. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's one of those things. And uh, because I did that, um, I ended up in the band called The Grievous Angels. And uh, we played, uh, we had a record deal out of Bloodshot Records. And we... Uh, out of Chicago, and we toured, but it was brutal. I mean, we were in a old beat up van, and you know, I mean, like we made like five bucks a day per diem, and that was it. Right. You know, we got to make some records, we got some national notoriety, yeah. but because I was out doing all that stuff, and we were playing with all these other bands, I did the old ninety sevens recording, I did Kelly Hogan's record, I did a bunch of records that were really, um, like. Uh, what do you call it? Like really high, highly thought of okay. records. Like, and you're on pedal steel at this. Yes, time. yeah, okay. mostly mostly just pedal steel. Yeah. And so, um, I ended up playing. I, I mean, I I still if I go on my website and look at all the, I have over a hundred hmm. releases that mm-hmm. I've played on. You know, mm-hmm. and um, and so I was in Chicago working with Sally Timms of the Mekons, and. Uh, we were we were doing a record and I was getting ready to go out on tour with her and I toured with her for a year and that was, you know, three people in a Dodge Neon, you oh. know. But we made money. And can you tell me like your age at this time? Ooh, mid, early mid thirties. Oh mid-30s. shit! All right, yeah, so yeah. so you're yeah. like you're not a fucking kid anymore. No, like no. you're trying to make some bread. Yeah, yeah. And you have and, done all the other shit yeah, before. Yeah, I was a welder. It was all kinds of things, and mm-hmm. you know, just from like. You know, I gotta try this. So I, I, I just, I did those things. But see, when when I did each one of those, like I went out on tour with, um, 
uh, Sally, we opened up for Andrew Bird for six months. You know? mm-hmm. uh, so I got to know all those musicians. And mm-hmm. those guys would refer me to other dudes. And, and I'd get referred to other dudes. And then I was in Chicago. Um, and I was, uh, well, I was in Austin for South by Southwest. Yep. And I played, I was just an old whore. I played 15 shows with like 11, 11 different people, maybe. I think it was. I mean, like, I was John, in, I was, whore. I, know. Whore. I was in Calexico. I was in Giant Sand. I was in John Lankford's yeah. band. Yeah. Uh, I was in all these different bands. And I played with Nico. Yeah. And she came over, to, uh, we were in a Motel 6. And uh, she came up there and says, Hey, I can only pay you $15 a day, but will you go on tour with me? This next coming two weeks or two and a half weeks, and I and I was with, I was doing a bunch of stuff with Colexico, but they were going on hiatus. I had nothing to play, no right. one to play with. I said, "Sure, I'll do it." Wow! And she only told me the fifteen bucks because that's the only thing she could guarantee me. Because the last tour, her van died, and they had to buy a new van, so yeah. she was trying to figure out how to do all the thing, all the. You know what do you do is as a musician doing right. that stuff, right? And but when I got done with the, uh, she did pay me the fifteen bucks a day, and then when I got <laughs> done with the tour, she gave me eight hundred bucks. So it's like jackpot. Yeah, whatever you want to do. I've been playing with her ever since. She's yeah. been the fairest person I've ever worked with, and uh, I gotten to go all over the world because of it. Literally. Can I ask you a question? Because sure. I feel like if you play pedal steel, you should be playing country music. That 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 that's an outsider's yeah, yeah. looking yeah, yeah, in, right? Yeah, yeah, and I've done a lot of country music. Yeah. So, why wouldn't you want to move to Nashville? Because there's 20 steel guitar players there, right? Uh, I mean, like we we did one tour, and Bucky Baxter, who's yeah. an amazing steel player, played with yeah. Bob Dylan, played with all these guys. Yeah. I've uh, heard of Bob Dylan. Uh, uh, my, uh, old dude, yeah, yeah old dude kind of mumbles now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, but Bucky, I asked him what he was doing, and he lived in Nashville, and he was selling weed because he couldn't get any gigs. <laughs> there you go. You know what I mean? It was like yeah. it's like right. the end. Here, here it comes and the best best thing I did was not move from here, right? Because right. I live close to an airport. I yeah. get to LA in short amount of time anywhere yeah. else. Yeah, and. Because I said yes to a lot of things, I uh, ended up on so many of the alt country. I was the alt country guy. Right, right. So I, and I played differently than uh, most Nashville. That's what I wanted to um, kind of prompt is let's talk about how you play for a oh, second. You know? Yeah. Let's um, go. Well. And I, yeah. Why I, you play what you play. Why yeah. I play what I play. Well, I remember, okay. Yeah. <laughs> It was How much time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> there was a, I can't remember what the TV show was called. It was either like Mike Douglas or mm-hmm. one of those afternoon TV shows. And Juice Newton had a hit with Queen of Hearts. Playing uh, with the Queen yeah. of Hearts. Oh, yeah. Okay. Love that tune. Yeah. Well, she, had, she was a country artist, but she had, they had made a version with pedal steel on it and made a version without pedal steel on it. Because she wanted to cross over. Uh, I'm like, oh, you guys are fucking me here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it made me realize <laughs> I had to do something different. So okay. I started, and I, you know, I mean, I was busy ripping off all the West Coast guys, like, you know, Pure Prairie League guys. Yes. You know, and uh, Jerry Garcia and, uh, oh, God, you yeah. know, um, 
you know, Al Perkins, New Riders, all yeah. that stuff. And guys, you know, like the guy from Lost Planet Airmen, uh, Commander Cody. And uh, it wasn't Nashville. Those guys uh, weren't really doing Nashville. Uh, so I stayed as far away from that as I could. But because I did that, people were like, well, that's different. I kind of like that. So so, so they, they wanted the texture, the flavor of it, but not necessarily not Nashville the, licks. Yeah, not the cheese. Okay. You know, like it's kind of, some of that stuff's kind of cheesy. Yeah. You know, like I can go into a studio and go, and everybody's like, oh God, that's so exactly what I want. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> again? You yeah. Know. But you had Hawaiian guitar influence too. A little bit, yeah. yeah I, a little bit though. I, but I started playing steel, like, by its like pedal steel i didn't yeah. i did i picked up the hawaiian stuff later yeah um but it was because i knew a very good steel player in town yeah. played in a country band here uh-huh. his name's mike hardwick i talked to him the other day he ended up touring with jerry jeff walker during bojangles you know what i mean yeah. and yeah. so he wow. did the whole thing and he played with all those texas guys and uh played with jimmy dale gilmore and and uh kelly willis and a ton of people and I he was in a band here and I would watch him. I would watch what he was doing. And because I was playing banjo, I got the finger pick thing down. Ah, so I'm like, oh, he's moving his knees, he's moving his feet and stuff like that. And I just watched him and watched him and watched him. And huh. then I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna buy one. And I did. And now I'm playing it. I've yeah, been playing it. For, yeah. Jesus, I was eighteen. 18 or 19, I think, wow. at that time. Because I did wow. sneak into that bar. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and it's, and music has been very, very good to me. And I was, I had one point in my life where I was just, you know, wearing t-shirts to gig and you know, playing with flip-flops and all that stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta have a little more respect for what I'm doing. Huh. Interesting how what you wear can show respect. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. I was like, I yeah. saw a picture of me and I'm like, look, man, I look like a hobo or something. I still yeah. do. I mean, but a hobo in a but jacket. But a respectable yeah, hobo. Yeah, yeah. Hobo in a jacket. <laughs> Betsy, how does John's playing and his sensibility kind of inform what you're doing? Does it affect your writing at all? Or is it is it just the perfect sauce to the pasta that you're making? Yeah, I don't, I really don't know how to answer that. He always like had a little studio apartment in the back of my head. Just that sound, that particular, his particular intonation is, uh, in my estimation, just unparalleled. You know, it's just incredible, right? It's undeniable. Yeah. Yeah. And I was a a huge fan of Calexico and just Mm. that whole Tucson alt Mm -hmm. feel Mm -hmm. um, is in my, is in my DNA. It really, really is. Yeah. And uh, so um, am I thinking about John when I'm writing? I think subconsciously I know, God willing, that he'll be there on the the song, (laughs) you know? Um, So I do think it's a consideration, but... Just as like a you know a partner in creating right. music, you know right. what I'm saying? Right, melodically, yeah. texturally, all of these things are are happening probably at the same time. And Absolutely, yeah. And it just he just raises you know certainly raises things to a level. Of yes, interesting and fine moments and yeah, just so uh, how can, is, it's very ex- expressive. How is the Tucson music scene in your DNA? Well, that's where I started taking guitar lessons. Got you. Okay. From a guy named Ken Tucker, who got me to uh, intermediate finger picking level, uh, South uh, Piedmont blues style. 
Oh, Jesus. Yeah, as, as a 14-year-old. So okay. I, then I stopped completely for decades. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So just this... And, and it's just, in your, yeah, it's in the water. You, you lived in Tucson for how long? Um, age roughly um, 11 to 26. Yeah, yeah. So, damn. You got some of that. So it was, it was definitely happening, you know. You know, I think so. And I just think that it, just, the, you know, Tucson has a, has a personal, Tucson music, Tucson music, Tucson mm-hmm. musicians. There's just a feel there that's different from Phoenix. And there's yeah. a... There's something that's captured that's a little more um, close to the bone, if you ask me. There's yeah. just something that I uh, hard to describe exactly, but I think I get it. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. I feel like I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and 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 how would you describe that that genre? I, I, I've well, tried. Well, I think it's that you know, yeah. it's just uh, boy, oh boy, desert alt. Yeah. It's a weird Southwest thing. It's a, it's it like absolutely is. Yeah. yeah. It's it's and I mean, somebody asked me about that. I'm kind of influenced by that. I mean, I definitely, you know, even now I have like three mariachi bands in my neighborhood. You know, and <laughs> and so that's that kind of thing is that thread of that culture is running. Yeah. Through yeah. through it through that. So I think how. With Giant yeah. Sand tapped yeah. into that early, and then yeah. Yeah. Joey and John were both in Giant yeah. Sand, and then right. they branched off from there and did Calexico. But I mean, like the other bands out of there, Sidewinders, and you know all those guys, Billy yeah. Sattermeyer, really good musicians. And it's interesting though that that desert is is a descriptor to the genre. Isn't that, yeah, isn't that you know? interesting? Yeah. And that was interesting. That's new to me coming from Massachusetts. I'm like. Yeah. I don't know how else to describe it. It's just there's a the desert is in it. Yeah, and I don't know. It's arid. Yeah. It's ambient. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. an All arid that, ambience. Yeah. There's a noise floor to it. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, yeah. There's something yeah. going on. Yeah. yeah. All right, y'all. This is the week. This Thursday, November 10th. So the story goes presents the show. It's going to be held at the Womack, which is North Seventh Street here in Phoenix. It's 15 bones, but dig this. It's four full bands. We got Vinyl Station, Lee Pereira, Steph in the Articles, and me and my band. We haven't played together as a full band in a while. I'm very excited. The Womack uh, Doors at 6 uh, show at 7 p.m. You can get advanced tickets, which I highly recommend, at tinyurl.com forward slash so the story goes get your ticks uh what else oh uh santan spirits is gonna be there oh my they are gonna offer a free spirits tasting so you can go and check out some of their juice and uh the womack is gonna be mixing up a little welcome cocktail for free uh so you know you can think about 15 bones for four bands you're getting a free drink too so anyway, I think you should check it out this Thursday, November 10th, the show. I always love to ask uh, your first major uh, concert that you went to as a fan. Oh, as a fan? Yeah. And then we'll talk about the ones, your favorite one that you played. But I'm always, just, I feel like it just informs so much about people uh, to know that that first fucking moment where you're like, 
whatever that is, I, I want that, you know, mm-hmm. or not even, you know, but, but yeah. just as and a fan. It's, it's very telling. I, when I was in the banking Spice business, girls. when I was in the banking business, <laughs> that's how I would break the ice with other bankers or no lenders, kidding. like with teachers insurance or state farm insurance. I mean, you know, we'd all have a drink before dinner. I'm like, so what was your first concert? No, you know, shit. so I was always, so like, I'm sorry. Is, yeah. it, is it, is it too low hanging fruit? To ask that question. No, it's my favorite question. Oh, okay. Okay, oh, good. okay, good. Okay, good. Boston. Nice. Hip as fuck. Of yeah. course. Yes. I was listening to, you know, war when I was a tiny person. Oh, dude. <laughs> Boston was your first show. Yeah. And where was it? Tucson. Yeah. So this is... Junior right. high. I think it was in junior high. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember High the school. record you, that they were more than a feeling, or not more than a feeling? It was uh, um, more um, a feeling. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Walk away. <laughs> Ruined guitar was, sound forever. No, actually, he, uh, you know, and, and that's interesting uh, because he really perfected home recording, if I'm not mistaken. He like did, he yeah. was cutting all that shit from his house. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And kind of put some studios out of out of business because. He's like, no, I can just buy a couple of microphones and and I can do it exactly how I want to do it. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I mean, and that I was, shit yeah, I was, uh, and yeah. I was like, what is that smell? I mean, I was young. I was like, this, uh, this is all new to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, these aren't tacos. Yeah, no, <laughs> not tacos at the yeah. Boston. Concert. That's that's not apple juice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, John? Who was your first? Okay, so you're talking first concert <laughs> or or. Yeah, like, like favorite like, concert. Well, most, I mean, most, oh, no, let's do both. Let's do both first, because that doesn't necessarily mean that you had any intention on going. Because I was taken oh, by my parents. I had a pre-ticket fobbed on me to go see, uh, and it was at um, where the Angels play, Tempe Diablo Stadium. Okay. And it was a festival type thing, and they were on the, in the outfield, and we all sat in the ballpark, uh, and the opener was Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Nice. It was then. It was uh, Ario Speedwagon, Aerosmith, Hell yeah. Johnny Winter. Oh my God! And, Jesus and ZZ Top. Wow! The, as the headliner, the headliner for the Fandango tour. Wow! And Golly. I got so sunburnt uh. and uh, <laughs> baked. There was just voice. giant, <laughs> giant. You know, joints just flying. You know, here we go. Okay, yeah. There's, a, there's another one going by. You know, drank every bit of booze we smuggled in. Yeah. And I honestly, wow. man, you know, and the Z Top didn't go off till like one thirty at night. You know, no kidding. It started like two in the afternoon. So like this whole side of my head was cooked. Right. And, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was my first like uh, like concert. Somebody just handed me a free ticket and we went. Yeah. Well, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, that's a, that's, a that's amazing. Incredible lineup. It was. It was. You know, uh, weird shit happened back then. <laughs> you know, it was crazy. <laughs> and like, as far as favorite one goes, there's so many that I can look to. Uh, one of the greatest things I got to see was uh, um, at the uh, Activity Center at ASU. I got to see Frank Sinatra mm. oh. with, with Sammy Davis Jr. and Liza Minnelli. Wow. And it was supposed to be Dean Martin, but he got sick, so they got Liza Minnelli to do it. Wow. That was unbelievable. I went by myself. I just bought an $80 ticket back then. Was yeah. Gosh. So much money. Yeah. And right. I just said, screw it. I'm never going to get to see Sinatra again. Yeah. So 
Wow. It was great. He had a big orchestra, the whole thing. It was cool. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know if people can even do that stuff anymore. Because of how do you tour cost, with it? Cost yeah, how do you tour yeah. with no. that? Band. And those guys, you know, they would... They would have a core group, and then they would hire local musicians, okay, okay. local union musicians sure. that could fill out the horn section and right. the string section and stuff. So right. there was a way to to do it, but now it's just, there's no way. Cost prohibitive. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, what about you, man? Oh, shit. Okay. Um, first concert, uh, James Taylor, nice. 1986, mm-hmm. Springfield Civic Center. Mm-hmm. Uh completely changed my life mm-hmm. um that that was the first artist that i could i could sing in 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 his range yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah everything up to that point you know my brothers i have two older brothers uh, prince motley crew uh genesis like it was genesis, so that was a big one yeah it was so diverse but those those vocal ranges i couldn't touch it yeah it was and too I, high and i thinking well, I'll never be a singer, you know. It wasn't until James Taylor where I was like, oh, I get it. You know, he's kind of a second tenor, baritone-ish, you know. Yeah. And I could finally, finally sing something that I heard on the radio, and that was a huge epiphany for me. And, I, and I've, been a, I've been a fan of his music ever since. Uh, that was the first concert, my favorite concert, that's a tough one. That is I've really hard. Yeah. I've already thought about like five minutes. Yeah, me it's too. so tough, man. I mean, I got to see um, uh, Paul McCartney. Yeah, got, see, he was sure. downtown a couple years ago, and I had tears in my eyes the entire time because just obviously the, the number of songs. How do you even quantify or qualify what you're experiencing? I've been listening to this. I've been listening to this music for forty-six years, but that music has gone on even longer and it has even a bigger impact. As soon as I realized the the, the impact of this music, I get weepy. You know, it's it. You know, it's like, and he's still fucking out there playing three hours a night. You know, yeah. and and the band is killing, and you're like, oh my god, that's exactly what I want. You know, yeah. And then he plays. You know. The long and winding road, and you're like, "Oh fuck it!" You know, yeah. you just start yeah, yeah. weeping. You yeah, know, like, just, just you, open your eyes. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's like, all right, fine, but, you know, f- yeah. fuck you, Paul. You know, I love you, Paul. You know, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah, I would say that that and um, Paul Simon, man. I mean, yeah. Paul Simon, he sang uh, just solo acoustic, sounds of silence, and I couldn't stop crying. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, do you guys have those songs where it's like it's so important, like you know, like you, it's so personal and so universal, and it's like, man, I I can't I can't not think about how this song has reverberated through time for seventy years, and just sit here and casually listen to your song. I'm sorry, yeah. like it's not a sure, fucking no, no, thing. No, yeah. Are there songs like that for you? I mean. I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of putting you on the spot. Oh, no, no worries. Uh, Reeling in the years, maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. Uh, yeah. I love that song. I love it. I do love the song. Uh, you know, uh, there's there's you, all sorts of songs that that resonate 
that's a hard yeah. question. I know, I, mean, I know, I know. I put you on the spot. I put yeah. you on the spot. Right. But I mean, as a like like Kate Bush, like give me a break. Mm-hmm. Like even before this whole thing happened yeah, 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 with, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. she just blew my mind. I just mm-hmm. her her whole her just her choices were so out. I was like, mm-hmm. man, she's ballsy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, early ballsy. Mm-hmm. They, like nobody really like understood or fully appreciated what was happening there. As is what I think, but. Mm-hmm. Like cloud busting, you know, like she just was, her choices were crazy, mm-hmm. like amazing, if mm-hmm. you ask me. I mm-hmm. don't know. So I was like inspired by the level of like creativity of, of people, I think. I mean, there's certain songs, yes, you know, like Hey Jude was one for me that, right. you know, where do you go from there? Like, yeah. you know, I, you're talking you, to Jude. How like, do you top that? How do you top I that mean, you know, thing? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yesterday, like all those, it's like, yeah. yeah. Or seeing Gil Scott Heron. So that is a concert that my husband mm. took me to in 2018, which is in the top three uh, experiences of my life. Oh, like shit. one guy, one old guy standing mm-hmm. in front of a microphone. Mm. Holy shit. Yeah. That guy yeah. is incredible. Yeah. I mean, he passed in 2019. He passed a year after we saw him. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, it's just... Um, it's a combination. It's that right. Duende thing. You're like, okay, you, this, there it is, there it is, and right. they mm-hmm. have been, you know, sparked by the universe to right. do this thing for us right. and everybody, and right. there it is. And we yeah. get to enjoy it and yeah. celebrate and yeah. cry and yeah. What about yeah. you, John? Well, um, the a lot of it is about the moment of it. Mm. I saw Jesse Winchester. Um, play a show at uh, the Boulder Theater and he hadn't played for years. He wrote a bunch of famous songs and he had to leave because of Nam. He didn't, he didn't want to fight. And he went to Canada and lived in Montreal and still wrote, he wrote Biloxi and he wrote tons of songs for other people. And he came out and was just playing a gut string guitar and he was kind of shaky. And, and mm. we, were sit, it, we were in there and it was, it was a festival thing. I got tickets I could go because I was doing something else in the middle. And, uh, as soon as he started, and it was about like a leftover salmon crowd in there, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was a bunch of, ah! mm-hmm. the whole place just shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And he sang these amazingly, amazingly beautiful songs. And that was hard not to cry. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. As far as songs go that just get to me, there's an uncle, uh, a uh, uh, Sunvolt song called Tear Stained Eye. Mm. is like one of the greatest songs. Hmm. Just... That so Jake well, Farrar wrote it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So well written, so mm-hmm. well put together, and just, just for me, it's like oh, gives me goosebumps every time. Is there is there something to the fact that some of these songs are just a part of our consciousness, or, I mean, you know, when I look back on some of those early James Taylor or even Paul Simon, and I think of the production is fucked or this is fucked, or, yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But is there is there a through is there a through thread to a great song and production can't fuck with it? You know, like even if the production is like la la la, there's a fucking cannon. Like yeah. really, do we need a cannon in yeah. the middle of the fuck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can production fuck a song or can, would, would the song live on despite that? I, I think it has to, because some songs that you hear have such bad production yeah but they're huge right you know so it has to right. make it, it, has it to just be. has to collectively be better 
than it or or singularly be better than its collective self. Yeah. Right. Like, you know. Yeah. Or, or even or even that original recording, right? It like whoever made those decisions, yeah. whoever they may be, should be fired and they should never touch a <laughs> fucking song again. Yeah. But those songs live on because they're just fucking great songs. Yeah. yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, I think at that point it's the moment too. I mean, come on, you know, some of the lyrics that you hear on some of the stuff that's huge. Right. Just like old days now lyrics don't even mean they don't matter yeah Yeah, at all you like there's like 17 people wrote that song and and it's you know asap rocky going (laughs) yeah you know i fucked your bitch she sucked my dick you know (laughs) it's like hold on over and over again hold on to that because we're gonna write a song yeah yeah yeah. well i think i just did that's the whole lyric (laughs) that's the But it's, you know what I mean? It's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. there's a. Uh, like lyric isn't a big thing anymore. It has to be sure, you know? how it falls. Yeah. Like the timing of when it falls. Like, did it okay. flop or did it explode? Okay. All right. So, so timing is also a part of that conversation. Oh, then. yeah. Yeah, I think so. Like, you know, uh, you know. Some of the bands you love, could they? They wouldn't stand no. a chance right now, no. yeah. and they wouldn't have stand, stood a chance ten years before they were there. Right? You know, right. it's like it literally is the universe coming together in all I agree all angles to make something happen, and so you can't ever force it. I always love these guys, like, hey man, you know, we could do this because we're gonna sound just like these guys, and they're yeah. gonna pick us up. No, they're not. Right? It's like you know, right. yeah. you do what you do and. Yeah. Hopefully somebody cares. Right. Which they usually don't. But right. You know. Well, I, I, I think I think to your point is is write the song that you need to write. And yeah. that's it. That's the only consideration yeah. of this conversation. Yeah. yeah. Write the song that you need to write at this moment. Produce it how you think it should be produced. Yeah. And fucking get on with your life because yeah. no one else gives a fuck. About no, it. It's really no. true. It's not it's not precious. It's no, and it's, and, it's, and like if if you're if you're in the money, you know, you hire somebody you like as a producer that right. might elevate it. Right. But it's only because of the guy's name. Yeah. Not necessarily as to what he does. Right. It's like maybe in his earlier youth or whatever, he did a lot of uh, creative ideas and stuff like that. But then when it starts to get to the point where we need this guy's name on the record, then no, it, it becomes a different lost. thing. Yeah, yeah. You, you've lost the you've lost the fucking thread to yeah. the whole thing. You yeah. Know? But you and know. how about our ears changing over time? Like we go back and listen to a song we did, and we're like, "Wow, yeah. what? <laughs> what? Yeah, I like I would do. Yeah, yeah, like I would do things so much to just different choices oh, your own, or your own. Music. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. how your yeah. you know. How your how ears your change, change over yeah, yeah. time. For like, sure. But that day also by has day. to do with timing. It's yeah, like, right. Exactly. You know, at the right. time you did yeah. that, that's what was going Seemed on. Seemed like the right thing yeah. to right. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, right. come on. You know, like some of those songs like American Band, right? Come on, dude, let's yeah. get it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Worst lyric in the world. <laughs> only, Amazing. Only to be overshadowed by Jim Morrison's She's uh, yeah. a 20th Century Yeah, Fox. yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Right. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, but it was the leather pants. About, that was nobody about, cared. Yeah. 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 Oh, kind of cared. Kind of cared. Yeah. He's a lizard king. Kind of cared. Yeah, well, there's that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> what's, next, uh, what's next for the Sun Punchers? You guys are working on a record. Yeah, working on songs, just working chipping on, away. just mm-hmm. chip, chipping away. Not, uh, you know, the the 
I'm, I'm learning about touring, but I'm uh, what not to do and mm-hmm. what what to do at what. How much time do you have? Level? Can we can we can, oh, yeah, can I no, share, you, can got, I share you know so much about that. And I, I, I don't, I, I'm not. You know. I, listen, you got the cat right here. Oh, yeah. you know, listen, you got, yeah between the I, two. Of you. I got about four, I got about four things I can yeah. tell you about the touring don'ts. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But, yeah. But, John, watch what you eat. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Don't Black. eat it, Dennis. Yeah. 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 Don't get moons over my hammy. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love yeah. moons over my hammy. Come on, I've had that this on my the, birthday. I guess you know you get the yeah. free moons over my hammy birthday. Did you? Nice. Yeah. yeah that's, that's that's OG oh, my man. God. But, yeah. Shit. Moons over my hammy. Yeah. Charlie and my husband and I sing that. That's how such nerds we are. Anyway, no, but I'm learning. How, like I like I want to do some music for sync, and mm-hmm. I joined Taxi this year because oh, yeah. I was a, a part of the pie. I think that makes sense to um, do a little of that work. Um, I co-composed a podcast theme, mm. and John played on it, and uh, Chris Norby also composed it, and uh, it made it to you know Campside Media, Sony yeah. Sony Entertainment. Top 10. Wow! It Podcast, was yeah, yeah. Awesome. It was uh, Sarah Ventre, who is a local religious reporter, uh, tapped the Sun Punchers to do the theme music. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a really exciting, that, strange yeah. opportunity. That's the thing too. You don't know where anything's coming. Yeah. From. No. Nico asked me to go on tour there. That was the furthest thing from my mind. Right. I'm sitting here going, now what am I gonna do? Yeah. Right. Got to dig up a bunch of my old buddies to go play with. And she's like, yeah. Would you play with me? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Yes, I will. Yeah. Amazing. Fine. Then it turned out to, you know, it was Amazing. just, it's been tons of fun. And Amazing. Yeah. I've done, you know, we've, I've been to Singapore. I mean, yeah. Been, yeah. 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 You know, Australia, New Zealand, Europe, yeah. everywhere. When seen, you've seen the world. Yeah. When yeah. you get to zoom out like that yeah. and just say, I got, I got to do some cool shit, you know, like yeah. Yeah. I got to go to some incredible countries. It, 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 I was exposed to new cultures and, and languages yeah. and foods. And I mean, that's, I mean, that, you know, that's the silver lining of being a touring musician is when you zoom out, you think, oh, the shit's pretty fucking nice. Yeah. Uh, we get to do some cool shit, yeah. you know, end of statement. And then, but zooming in and, and the nuts and bolts of it can be a little bit overwhelming. But, you know, when you have a, a stable of musicians, incredible musicians, and, and you're writing compelling songs, um, correct me, uh, but that might be one of the greatest pleasures is creating music with people who fucking get it. Yeah, I I pinch myself every day. I mean, not one minute of the day is lost mm-hmm. on me mm-hmm. that this is rare air, mm-hmm. and I I get it, and I'm yeah. al- I'm always like, yeah. how did this? What you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I, I have a reverence about it and a seriousness about that because I I just think that uh, very lucky, you know. Very. Yeah. Yeah. I do too, and, and I was smart enough uh, you know like the, I always tell people one of the only reasons I can play steel guitar so I was a huge drunk at the time and I'm like oh I'm killing it you know I'm bringing it out and killing it you, you were know? killing it yeah but and so but I did I did most of my uh, what I would consider my, the best part of my musical life I did sober so I can remember a lot of it and uh, I try not to think that I I um, I took any of it for granted but I do you know this? It, a lot of it's just like you're in and out, and it's fleeting, and yep. and, and you know, uh, it's but it's 
I would never tell anybody not to do it. And I would every I would everybody who asks me, how do you do this? I, you know, you just gotta do it. You have to keep doing it, well, even when it and looks really bad. You have really to love bad. it, though, yeah. too. Yeah, well, right? yeah. I mean, if yeah. you, if and you a lot don't, of people don't, right? But right. I, you know, I mean, right. you know, I probably shouldn't say this on the air. But, <laughs> say but, it. Well, say no, it, I mean, you know, I get paid really good for playing, but I do a lot of shit for nothing too because I'm right. like, that's fucking cool, right? right. You right. know, and right. You just want to, yeah. Well, there's yeah. always we're always negotiating those moments too, right? Yeah, it's like, you, which is fine, right? It, it's right. like I'm a human and I right. gotta get to do stuff I like to. Yeah. Do, well, that know? and that and and I think that's the distinction. It's it's listen. I do a ton of shit for bread. I do a, a smaller amount for what I love, mm-hmm. and there, and there's nothing. There's no shame in that. Yeah. And and but yes, we will expect a paycheck at the end of whatever it is we're doing, but there's there's this um balance of 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 uh, commerce art you know like we're we're balancing everything all the time especially as a independent business owner entrepreneur musician yeah we're always you know what what am i what can what what do i get from this experience what do i get from this experience and mm-hmm. and maybe those things are different every time but at the end of the month we get to do what we do and and that's a beautiful fucking thing and and i'm so grateful uh, that you're in this town. I'm so grateful that you're in this oh, town, Bessie. Grateful and, for you, and, Brian. And, and, and we get to enjoy uh, an incredible stable of awesome musicians in a market that is open and welcoming. I mean, I just, I moved here 20 years ago, and I, I can't think of any other place that I would want to be, musically speaking. It's super diverse, and there's plenty of work. You know? That's the thing. We're ta- I was Jesse... Valenzuela was saying that he just came, he lived in LA for 30 years or whatever, you know, and uh, he just moved back here and he was like, I can gig two or three nights a yeah. week. Yeah. I can try out songs. I can, yeah. you know, and yeah. I, I have my son come and play with me. Right. And, and he's That's like, awesome. it's, you know, yeah. I get, he gets some money in a sandwich, you know, it's right. like, right. it's like there's this, that doesn't happen in a lot no. of, in LA, it doesn't happen. No. You know, it doesn't happen in most towns. And yeah. people, there's a lot of people hate this town that are musicians in this town because they think they should be farther or they think right. that they should, but it's, they don't know that like in this town you could throw up a show on a corner, right. you know, find, yeah. a, find a funky little place to play. You can work, you can work yeah. eight nights a week in yeah. this town. Yeah. I mean, and, and that certainly wasn't the case in Massachusetts. That's part of the reason why I left Massachusetts in the first place was, there's just no fucking work. You, I came out here. I was like, "Holy shit! You can literally work on every corner of the block if you wanted to." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Resorts and and weddings and corporate shit and and what and, and, and beautiful performing arts centers. I mean, some of the best fucking stages I've ever played in my life are in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Dude, Chandler Performing Arts Center, Tempe, yeah. Mim, Mesa. I mean, I mean yeah. we're like mm-hmm. we're we're. We're four deep, yeah. and and we haven't even hit on, on all of them. You know, yeah, yeah. it's just one of those. We're in a very yeah. magical <clears throat> fucking very place. Lucky. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, and it's you know, yeah, glad I stayed. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. To write, mm-hmm. to make interesting music with interesting people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. so for interesting reasons. But tell me, is raisins? I, raisins, raisins, <laughs> very interesting raisins. raisins the golden but, raisins, yeah, the raisins. Are the most interesting. 
Listen, music is fine. What did Let's you put in this mug? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, was, uh, it was a uh, high proof uh, <laughs> moonshine. Raisins. Raisins. <laughs> you made in your toilet, right? <laughs> Well, in the toilet, John. <laughs> I'm a distiller, okay? Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So you're working on this record, and what's the goal? What's the plan? What's the next step? I don't have a, a map for okay. the Sun Punchers. I think that um, whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen, and mm-hmm. I don't mean to be so esoteric about it, but um, I, I just, if, if I'm writing the right stuff with the hmm. right people, Mm-hmm. You know, we can create yeah. an opportunity. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think my biggest challenge is, is marketing personally, my mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. self. I don't like to do it, mm-hmm. but I'm got. I mean, I've got to just. I have to do it, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I just. I'm gonna do better at it. So yeah. now it's now it's been it's out memorialized. There. Now it's out there. Now I yeah, have yeah. to now do better. Now I have to do it. I just don't. I just don't. But I, I try to do a little bit. A, you know, yeah. and I then I you know I try to boost the post when you know when there's a show and all that good stuff and <laughs> no, you know it is, and it like is, it is the kind of the opposite of what we're built to do, right? Yeah, I mean it's yeah. like it's, no one is. It's just counterintuitive to me, yes. and I don't I I don't want to take up your time by bombarding you with pictures of me, you know, doing something. <laughs> fucking ridiculous you know like that's just no, arrogant i, I, I just don't you think it's just like you know and then i'll yeah. you know i get all this you know mag- <laughs> magnetic attraction to my page and then i'll blow up like what do you like what planet are i mean and if you know all i i really care about i care about the you know i care about music i yeah. care about the music yeah and the people that you you know i play with and yeah i, I love having fun shows man yeah it's like, yeah yeah. Nothing like getting some people together and and crowd having fun. Seriously. Like yeah. you know, people ask me about the favorite shows I play. You know, the high tone in Memphis is maybe two fifty cap. Yeah. And we get like five hundred people in there. You know, uh-huh. fire hazard all Amazing. the way. Amazing. Yeah. The stage is so small that I'm playing steel here, and my amp switched up against my back. And Somebody's goosing somebody you. Standing right, right here. Right. Like right. standing, like looking at what I'm doing. You know. <laughs> But it, and it's hot and it's sweaty right. yeah. and it's the greatest fucking thing in the world. Right, it's right. So awesome. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's continue chasing those moments. I appreciate your time, Betsy. Thank you so much, Brian, for having. Of course, me. I've been looking forward to this conversation for a long time, John. Thank you for you your bet, time. Yeah. And, and you're doing a great thing here. Yeah. Thank for you. Just trying. World. To shout yeah. out to to the great artists uh, and creatives in in Phoenix and. Um, again, um, the musician's guide to everything. Yeah, thank you. Is up, is up, uh, and I listen to it, and I love it, and and I and I just think every time I listen, man, those motherfuckers get really cool guests, <laughs> <laughs> but not cooler than y'all. So, uh, so yeah, I'll leave there it there. Go. Okay, yeah. yeah. Appreciate Thanks, your time. Brian. Thank you so much. Right, Thank man. you so and, much. And Brian. I can't wait for the next Sun Punchers gig. I want to go. You too. Let me know when I'll have. I'll look up all your social media. Well, I'm gonna hit stuff. Todd. I'm a, don't worry. I'm gonna hit Todd <laughs> for some free tickets. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Thank you. <laughs>